We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Sunny December, isn't it? I've had the decorations up in the shop since about June. We're starting a series called When I Think Upon Christmas. When you think about Christmas, when you think upon Christmas, what comes to your mind? Um, I encourage you to grab one of those bookmarks and and read along with us. What do you think about when Christmas When you hear the word Christmas, family gatherings, trees, presents, decorating, shopping. Who loves, I love Christmas shopping. I go online and buy one present and that's it. All done. Carols, tinsel. Who invented tinsel? I reckon that person has a lot to answer for. (laughs) Angels, nativity scenes. Uh... Arguments, does that happen in yours? Santa, pudding, anyone still have Christmas pudding? Christmas cake, oh, that's something you buy and you leave in the cupboard and throw out next June? No, no you don't. So over the coming weeks, we're just going to look at some of the, I suppose, the symbols around Christmas, some of these symbols, and delve into some of the meaning behind them. Because... um, Meanings can be easily lost, can't they? You just go through a tradition of, of doing something or putting something up and forget what that item represented. And because of the, you know, the, around the business and the com- commercial side of Christmas, we sort of sometimes lose these sorts of things. But some of the decorations we put up and the traditions we have are full of meaning. And um, we're going to just maybe pick a couple of them out today. And over the next couple of weeks, few weeks, we're going to look at a few more. I'm going to read a little bit from the book of Luke, chapter 1, from verse 76 to 78. And this is when John the Baptist was born and his father, Zechariah, sang this song. Men, how many sang a song when your child was born? Yeah. Yeah one there this is a song and you my little son will be called the prophet of the most high because you will prepare a way for the Lord talking about John the Baptist and you will tell people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins because of God's tender mercy and this is the part I want you to really grab the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. It's talking about Jesus. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us in the path of peace. And this is a picture of a dark time and the morning light coming and changing everything. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and I pray as we look at some of these things this morning that We'll see you with fresh eyes, Lord, that maybe we'll focus on a different aspect of Christmas, something perhaps we've lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, now the Bible's made up of two parts, and some of you would, most of you would know that. You've got the New Testament and the Old Testament, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and there's a gap in between the two, and it's about 400 years. 
between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And in that gap, there was basically, what was God saying? There was nothing. It was silence. There was no prophets around, um, no voice, no sign that sort of God was involved. It wasn't, nothing was sort of happening in that time. And in Israel, the, the Romans had taken over and they were basically um, in captivity, I suppose, in, uh, as an oppressed people. And the situation looked pretty dark. There was no sort of voice from heaven, no prophets. And this thing had come over the land and it was a dark time. No evidence that God was sort of doing. And then we read this. In verse 78 we read, Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. And that would have really spoke to those people at that time in those dark times. And the promise of the light of the world, Jesus was going to come. And it had been spoken about uh, through many prophecies before, like you might have heard of this one, Isaiah 60 verse 1. I think we've got this in. Arise, Jerusalem, or arise, shine, your Bible might say. Let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine upon you this is a prophecy about what's going to happen because darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth but the glory of the lord rises and appears upon you and all nations will come to your light and mighty kings will see your radiance and this is a foretelling about what's going to happen when jesus comes so the times were very dark then but there was a promise that god was going to fill the place with light and change the atmosphere you know, when you switch a light on, everything changes. I remember being in a kid in my bedroom and it was scary when the curtains were going and you thought they were some sort of shape until you, you switched the light on and then everything changed. And you saw things how they really were. The whole atmosphere changed. And because the atmosphere changed, your feelings changed. You, you no longer felt anxious. You felt, oh, is that all it is? Because when the light comes, it actually changes the whole situation. And in fact, darkness, which we had a little bit before, we pre-programmed the power just to go off at that special time so I could talk about it right now. Darkness is just a lack of light. Sometimes we think darkness is a, this fall. If darkness is just where light isn't. And as soon as you put light in, darkness has to go. It has no choice. It can't sort of stay in the corner. It's gone. And um, December the 25th is Christmas Day. And that day was chosen for a reason. It actually wasn't Jesus' birthday on December 25th. What? I know. It's, they didn't, no one knows when Jesus' birthday was. But in the Northern Hemisphere, where sort of Christmas was decided to be on that day, the 25th of December was a very important time of the year. Because about the 22nd or the 23rd in the Northern Hemisphere was the darkest time of the year, right? So the days were, were shortest and the nights were darkest. And um, the winter solstice was at that time. It was about the 23rd, 22nd or 23rd. And on the day after, it starts to change. And it's like darkness had covered the earth 
but something was about to happen. So they chose that day for a very specific reason. It's because it's as dark as it can be, but something's going to happen when this baby was born. The light was going to come. And uh, it was the shortest day of the year. And it was a very significant symbol that shows us something powerful. That in the darkest day, there was a new dawn. In this dark time in Israel, there was a new dawn. God made an entrance. And that light came to overwhelm the darkness and it changed the atmosphere. And after the t- December 25th in the Northern Hemisphere, we don't quite get this here, do we? But the day started to become longer and longer and, the do- and the, it got warmer and warmer after that day. It was, a, it was a very specific time of the year because Jesus is the light of the world. I think we should have Christmas in, J- in June. What do you think? There's no farmers trying to harvest. We're not busy doing stuff. We're... We could have to spend that time. And the season we're in is called Advent. Who, some of you would know that, that word, Advent. It's in church world. It's, it's at least on the calendar you buy full of chocolates, you know. And um, it's one of those Christmas words you hear, Advent. And Advent is, starts today, four Sundays before Christmas. So today is the first day. And the word Advent means the coming or the arrival. And it's, it's a season where people anticipate that the light is going to come. Anticipating the birth of the Messiah. Who, a time to sort of look forward to what that means. And it's a season of waiting, I suppose, but it's a season of expectation of, of this newborn saviour and his ministry. And like those of old waiting for the Messiah, Advent represents that season. So that's why you have an Advent calendar, right? Now, in our household, you bought Advent calendars for one reason. Basically to eat the chocolate. And the month lasted about three days as you opened all the windows. But the idea was that you count down to the day Jesus is born. And... uh, One of the other uh, traditions around this time is the Christmas wreath. Now, my wife made a Christmas wreath yesterday and some friends as well. Uh, Who who has one of them on their door? Anyone? Christmas wreath? On Wednesday, yeah. You see them in shopping centres, you see them around the place, this sort of Christmas wreath, and they're everywhere. And they're traced back to about the 16th century. Anyone around then? No. Story goes that it was a Lutheran minister. Shout out to the Lutherans. There's one back there. Hello. Um, And this Lutheran minister was working in this children's ministry. And and he thought, how can can we talk about Christmas? So he, he got this sort of wagon wheel. And he put four candles in it and then 20 other candles around the outside and decorated it with plants and and evergreen leaves. And each day they'd light a candle on the countdown to Christmas, the 24 days. Um, And traditionally, have we got that picture of that that wreath? Yeah. Traditionally, this is fashioned into a circle and... um, 
And it's a way to remember some things about Christmas. Whenever you see a wreath, remember this, that the circle meant that God is a God of eternity, like a never-ending, always present, has no end. And often they used to put holly leaves on them. They, they represented the crown of the thorns. And those little berries, those red berries, represented the, the power of Jesus' blood. And they use evergreen sort of branches, like the pine branches, to represent eternal life. And often in those wreaths they put four candles, sometimes five. Now, you don't see the candles very often, but traditionally they had the four candles on them. And they were called Advent candles. Now, some of you come from a church where you might have had Advent candles. Or, and the idea is you light one every Sunday uh, before Christmas. And sometimes there's four and sometimes there's five. And uh, we'll go with four. And, th- and that first candle represents hope, the candle of hope. And some people call it the prophecy candle. Um, and it's talking about hope in dark times. And because in, in those days the people would look, even though they were in ta- dark times, they'd look to the ancient scriptures, which told them about a coming saviour and it will give them hope. Like the scripture we read, like this scripture, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, written, I don't know, about three or four hundred years, five hundred years before Jesus was born. Those scriptures gave people hope that, hey, it's dark now, but God is going to come. And the candle of hope says, hey, it's pretty dark at the moment, but the light will shine. And today, you might be in a dark place. I don't know. I don't know what's happening in your world right now, but some of the things that are happening feel pretty dark in, in people's lives. They often say it's darkest before the dawn, and if you're in this sort of place, I want you to know that this candle reminds us that there is hope. There is hope. God might seem like he's late, but he is never late. Who's been praying for something and think, God, you've forgotten about me? God's never late. He's always on time. I want to encourage you to have hope. As you look at that first candle, have hope. Hope is an active dependence on God that patiently awaits his timing. We all need hope. Not just, I hope something happens. I'm not talking about that. Our hope is based on something that happened to start with. Jesus did come. Jesus uh, did die on a cross. He did show the love of God. And, and one of the names of Jesus is Emmanuel, which, which means God is with us. And he is with us now. He is with you now. And your hope isn't just pie in the sky, I hope it comes, but it's based on a person. He is with us. Don't put your hope in your own ability. Put your hope in God. Trust God. Hope is powerful. Uh, I wonder, we're just going to pray for a moment. If you need hope, I'm going to pray for you. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for those who have lost maybe hope. I pray for those who maybe hope has faded. 
I pray there'll be a renewing of hope as they look, remember that you came into a dark world and you transformed. And whatever situation people are in not right now, however dark it might seem, I pray they'll see that light of hope in, with new eyes in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, that second candle was, was called faith. So we've got hope and faith. And they called this one the Bethlehem candle. The Bethlehem candle. And the idea was that you remember the trek of Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, okay? And um, the journey, the long road travel, the, the tough circumstances, I suppose. Mary's pregnant, she's on, I don't know, I think she's on a donkey or a cart or something like that. Joseph forgot to book the inn, hence the carol Silent Night because she didn't speak to him for three days. That's, that's the real truth behind that story, maybe. Um, the humble birth, the way Jesus chose to arrive in a, in a lowly place, not in a palace, not what people expected, surrounded by humble circumstances, surrounded by humility. You know, Jesus came in a humble way, and humility is also the way we come to him. Salvation, the Bible says, salvation is free. There only seems to be one prerequisite I can see that you humbly come because God gives grace to the humble but opposes the proud. And I think humility is a secret to faith. Humbly admitting I need God. I'm not self-sufficient. Those looking for hope Understand that the pathway of faith to God is actually through humility. The candle of faith reminds it that it's, it's faith in God's ability, not mine. Trust in God's faithfulness. And a, a, a note to those who are tr have been worn out trying to serve God. If you get worn out trying to serve God, you're doing it wrong. Jesus said something which Ben referred to just a little while ago. He said, all you who are weary and worn out, come to me and take my yoke upon you. It's talking about yoking two oxen together. Take my yoke upon you because my yoke fits well and my burden is easy or my, my yoke is easy. It's light. So if you're feeling a, a burden that's wearing yourself out, you might think it's from God, but it's not. Because his burden is light. If serving has worn you out, worn thin your relationships out, caused tension, worry or, or stress or strife, it's, something's wrong. And um, if your journey with God is not characterised by the fruit of the Spirit, what's that? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. If that's not the characteristic of what you think God's asking you to do, well, guess what? You've got it wrong. Um, sometimes we do things and we think they're from God, but they're just from either social media or somebody's opinion. If they don't if they're not surrounded by the fruit of the Spirit, you need to question, where did, I, where did I pick that thing up from? 
Take my burden. It's easy. It fits well. It's characterised by fruit. Our faith journey, you know, we've got hope and faith, and they should result in two things in our life. And they're the next two candles. The next candle is uh, the shepherd's candle, and it's called joy. Joy. What a funny word, joy. It seems like an almost old-fashioned word, joy. But it's, um, I bring you good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. Um, Those looking for a saviour, those hoping for a saviour, there's a promise of great joy. And we see that the shepherds, the lowliest in that sort of society, had great joy. And, but also the wise men or the magi, whatever you want to call them, who were probably the highest in their society, also great joy. But they both came with humility, by the way, to God, regardless of their status. And they both had hope. They both walked the journey of faith and they found joy. Joy is so important. Nehemiah tells us that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And if you're worn out, God wants to give you joy because it it fills your life with strength. And we all need the strength that comes from joy. There's hope, faith, joy. There's another candle up there. Um, Peace. And this is called the angel's candle. That sounds impressive. The angel's candle. And what do the angels say? Peace on earth, goodwill to all men. You know, we sing it around Christmas, and sometimes we just don't get how powerful it is. Peace on earth, peace. And it signifies we can have peace with God and peace with one another, goodwill to all men. Peace with God and peace with one another. Peace, inner peace. And the word for peace is the word shalom. Who's heard that word? And there's lots of descriptive meanings of the word shalom, but it it, it sort of means this. It means that things are as they should be. That's what it means. They're created to be. It's right. It's in order. It's blessed. It's it's as they should be. You know, when when you do things and it's just as it should be, That's, that's shalom. It's peace of heart and mind. Who wants that? I want that. And Jesus is called the Prince of Peace in those prophecies. And when you find him, you find peace. And guess what? It's peace with God and also peace with one another. Goodwill to all men. How's that going with you? How's your inner peace? How's your peace with those around? This is a promise. Peace on earth, peace with others. When you find Jesus, you find peace. You know when I found when you lose peace? When you start pursuing other things other than God and when you start to focus on other things other than God and they become bigger than God. And in the atmosphere we're in in our world at the moment, it's very easy to do that. All these things coming at us at the social media and media, whatever you believe in, as soon as something gets your attention and it becomes bigger than the peace of God, time to make a change. Time to get off, stop watching media for another for a week and refocus because it's good to be informed but don't let those things lead you. Get out of that space. 
Hey, in some of these Advent wreaths, they had the fifth candle. It's usually a different colour, and they call it the Christ candle. And some, some churches will light that on Christmas Day, on actual Christmas Day. And it's, um, it's the light of the world has come. And it probably outshines all these other candles because faith, hope, joy and peace are found in a person, and it's Jesus. Advent is a time of waiting for Jesus to arrive. Who's old enough to remember this in the back seat of your car? Are we there yet? For those yet to experience that, get used to those words. Are we there yet? And some, some kids want Christmas to come tomorrow, right? Is it, is it? And then other people think, oh, I'm not ready for it yet. A time of waiting can be one of two things. It can either be a time of anxiety and frustration because of, I'm just waiting for it to come and it's not here. Or it can be time of anticipation and expectation. And we find in the Christmas stories, people who are waiting, Zechariah and Elizabeth were waiting for a child to come. There's a guy called Simeon, and he's in the temple. And when they bring Jesus, he was waiting for the Saviour to come. And it says this, this is his prayer, Simeon, when they brought Jesus to the temple. Lord, now I know that your servant can depart in peace. He was quite old. According to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. He was waiting for the Saviour. And, and he finally saw him, that you have prepared in the presence of all people. And it says this, a light of revelation for the Gentiles and for glory of God and for your people Israel. Wow. You know, as we wait for Christ, wait for Christmas, wait for things to happen in your life, you can either experience frustration or there's an invitation to experience hope, faith, joy, and peace. Isaiah 40 is a great scripture. A lot of people know, verse 30. 30. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. Wow. But those who trust in, in the Lord... Your Bible might say those who wait on the Lord, because those two words are very connected, will find new strength. And you know where it says new strength? It's the, the picture is an exchanging of strength. So I don't feel weak. I don't just come up to where I was before. It's like God pours his strength into me and gives me something I didn't have before. It's like an extra strength. They will soar high on wings of eagles. That's... That talks about perspective to me. They will run and not grow weary. That's talking about endurance. They will walk and not faint. Isaiah 40 was actually set during a time of exile and they were in captives in Babylon waiting for their deliverance. As you wait for God, as you're waiting for things, waiting for God to do things, learn to wait on the Lord, as that scripture says. Strength is available to replace, to exchange, to renew those who are worn out. Uh, Charlotte, uh, not Charlotte, um, Gabin, Sarah. That's your name, isn't it? 
can't recognise you with that mask on. Um, we're just going to sing one more song. It's called Wait on the Lord, strangely enough. And um, we're going to just sing this a couple of times. And I'm going to invite you to open up your heart, realign your focus, receive from God, and, and particularly receive hope, faith, joy, and peace. And we don't just need it around Christmas time. We need it all the time. Can I in, in, encourage you to open up your heart as we sing these songs? Sing this song. To receive. Be like a cup that's being filled. You know, you can have a posture of a receiver. It's like you're ready, like you're standing behind the wickets waiting for the bowler. You're looking for it. And it's... it's it's the posture of a receiver. Lord, if you've got anything, I'm ready to grab it. They're the people who catch something. That's what Simeon, he was waiting. He was waiting and he saw God. I pray you'll see Jesus with perhaps a fresh perspective. <laughs>